Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight from the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program, plus recent episodes about out-of-body experiences, the scientific search for extraterrestrial life, and biblical prophecies, which may have foretold our current state of global turmoil. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to catch up on what you may have missed from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Josh Tekel with us. Activist, filmmaker, author, has worked as an energy and environmental media consultant for the United States Congress, members of the Australian Parliament, the Department of Energy, as well as numerous private companies and individuals. Tekel has traveled nationwide in his vegetable oil-powered veggie van, his hand-built, custom-engineered veggie car, Datsun 240Z sports car, embarking on its first U.S. tour back in 2003. Welcome to the program, Josh Tekel. Josh, welcome to the show. George, thanks so much for having me. I remember back in my St. Louis days, Josh, when I was doing a show called the Nighthawk Program, I had a group in that had a car that ran on hemp oil, and uh, they went all over the place with this. Was that similar to your veggie van? Yeah, I, you know, I was kind of at the forefront of all of that. I, I wrote a book called From the Fryer to the Fuel Tank, uh, how, to make veg- <laughs> how to Make Cheap, <laughs> Clean Fuel from Vegetable Oil. Uh, and, it, and it just started this crazy biodiesel revolution. Of course, this was back in the 90s. And alternative fuels, alternative energy, electric cars, all of that stuff had not yet taken hold. How did you get involved in this? Well, I grew up in Louisiana, and I watched members of my family get sick, get cancers, lymphoma, leukemia, all of that stuff, because no one knows this, but the rate of cancer in the what they call the cancer corridor by, the, by all the oil refineries is a thousand times the national average. So as a kid, oh. I was very science-oriented. I wanted to find cleaner ways of doing all of the wonderful technological things that we did without hurting the environment, without hurting people. Why is it as kids it kind of shapes our foundation when we become adults, doesn't it? I, same thing happened to me. I wanted to uncover you know, paranormal stories. I was obsessed with it. Look at me now. Exactly. You, know, you, 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 you just follow this trail of breadcrumbs. I had no idea that I'd be doing what I'm doing now. Well, I'm glad you are because we need more watchdogs like you, Josh. It's, uh, we're going through incredible things. I, I want to tell you from the outset... I'm not a believer in man-made climate change. I think we're in an Earth cycle. However, I think pollution is another issue, and I think we're polluting this planet like crazy. We are polluting the planet like crazy. And, and you know, funny enough, you mentioned that in, in the book, Kiss the Ground, we uncover a totally different side of things because we're all used to, to this sort of this very, you know, trite Al Gore, CO2, polar bear sort of version of the universe. And Kiss the Ground, the book, it's all about a very real thing that's happening all over the world. It's called desertification. And when we desertify soils, we change microclimates. We change the local climate, the local rainfall right above that soil. That's what most people don't realize. The big, big thing we reveal in the book. That story I just had before you came on about wanting to tax meat, what is all that about? Well, here's the thing. There's a huge push in the environmental community, a very big anti-meat push. There are a couple big films out right now, a couple more big films coming out next year, all about not eating meat. Now, the misnomer 
is that all meat is bad, right? So this divides people because, let's face it, the vast majority, 99% of people eat some kind of meat. Well, if we step back a bit and we go, what's really going on here? Nature does not farm without animals. You can't show me any place in the world where nature farms without animals. That's right. But what we've done is we've put these animals in feedlots. We've subsidized, grossly subsidized. You and I, George, we pay tax dollars so that we can subsidize these feedlots through these terrible crops that we grow for them. And, of course, then we've got sick animals, antibiotics, sick human beings. The whole cycle is, is just totally messed up. So what we show in this movement, the regenerative agriculture movement, cows can actually be something that can heal soil. And depending on where you are in your beliefs in climate change, they're going to pull CO2. They're going to pull these climate gases out of the atmosphere. That's not really the main thing. The main thing is building back our soil because the soil is the foundation for civilization. Let's go through the 10 shocking truths revealed in your book, Kiss the Ground. We'll go through each area one by one. Let me throw them out to you, Josh, and have you explain them. Uh, In our last hour with you, next hour, we'll take phone calls from uh, our concerned and interested uh, listeners, and they are, you will find, the best in town. You were on with Lisa Garr a few years ago, weren't you? Yep, Lisa Garr. She's a fantastic interviewer, isn't she? She's a great person. She really is. She's got a heart of gold, too. Um, The Green Revolution. Tell me about that. Well, see, we had this, George, as you know, and and many, many listeners, many folks listening will remember this. But in the late 1970s, early 80s, there was a huge push in America and overseas to make more food, especially for Asia. We had rice that was infused with vitamins. We had all these new chemicals. And around that time, we started to talk about, but didn't do, we started to talk about genetic engineering for food, right? And the idea was that we could produce more calories per acre because we knew we were going to have more people. Now, two things happened. One, we did produce more calories per acre. That is true. It did work out. However, the second thing that happened is we used precipitously, exponentially more synthetic nitrogen, and more chemicals, pesticides. So we did a little incremental increase in per acre yield, but we did an exponential increase in inputs. All of those inputs ended up in our bodies, in the air, in our drinking water. This is why places like Des Moines have poisoned water. This is why the Gulf of Mexico is dying. Because of this green revolution, this push to industrialize food, right? It it devoided these calories of nutrition, but we produce more calories. The, the secret to this whole system, though, is that we were degrading the very resource we rely on for food. We lost a third, 33%, one-third of farmable land Ugh. on planet Earth since the Green Revolution started. And that was very rich land, wasn't it? This was, this was rich topsoil that was, up until that very moment, it was functioning to grow our food. So I don't know about you, I'd rather grow a little less food and have a lot more acres than grow a little more food and have a lot less acres. Meanwhile, as, as you've written, the population has gone up by several billion people. Yeah, we, we, we basically gutted our ability to produce food, and we exponentially increased the number of hungry mouths on planet Earth all at the same time. Climate change, you say, can be reversed. How are we going to do that? Well, again, we're looking at a very localized model. You know, most people, when they hear climate change, 
if, if, if they don't believe it, they just shut down. But what I want you to think about is, have you ever been in a city on a hot day? And it feels like the heat is literally coming off the pavement. And right, and it, it probably is. It is, indeed, because solar radiation from the sun only has three pathways when it hits the Earth. It can hit a plant and turn into photosynthesis. It can hit the ground and basically be absorbed by the ground, or it can hit the ground and bounce off and go back into the atmosphere. So when we create dry, hard, barren surfaces, you ever tra- traveled to our fair state of California, or for that matter, if you ever go to the Midwest of the United States, if you ever go in the middle of Australia, anywhere they produ- produce tremendous amounts of food, guess what? They clear the land. Yeah. And all that remains are these crops, these rows of crops. Go out, look between the crops. What's there? Bare, hard ground. So what's happened is we've created these heat vortexes, and these vortexes of heat in these places push the clouds away. When you push the clouds away, you don't get rain. The opposite is true when you're in a rainforest. Most of the heat energy, most of the solar radiation hits those plants, transpiration, water comes out through the plants. Guess what? You get a local water cycle. 50% of our water is supposed to come from the local water cycle. When we destroy it, we create micro-deserts. That's what we're doing in places like California. That's why we have these huge wildfires. Wildfires are natural. Huge wildfires, not so natural. Josh, how bad are the toxins in the air? The toxins that we are, you know, we talk about many different types of toxins, right? So we've got the petroleum toxins. Those are the ones that we're accustomed to. The thing that people don't realize is now we've created a a terrible cycle. We talk about this in Kiss the Ground, the book. Folks can find more information, kissthegroundbook.com. But here's the crazy thing. We're spraying three pounds of toxic pesticides per American per year. Most of that is aerosol, meaning it's in the air. It's in the air. We breathe that stuff. Not good. Not Not good. Not good at all. And babies are breathing it in too, aren't they? They are. Of course, all of this stuff goes... It's much more detrimental to young children and elderly adults. 200 peer-reviewed studies on the deleterious effects of toxic pesticides, the vast majority of them point to ADHD, pediatric cancer, lymphoma, even reduced IQ as a result of exposure. And I'm not talking about acute exposure. I'm talking about chronic exposure, the kind of exposure we all have to pesticides for our food. Well, I got to tell you, Josh, if you've ever gone through the cancer ward of a children's hospital in any city you may be in, it's, it's, it's very, it's devastating. I mean, it's the saddest thing. Uh, And these little kids are there, they're fighters, they are there to try to survive. But I always wonder how in God's name do they get cancer? They're innocent, they're clean, they're, what happens? It's got to be environmental. Well, we know, we know definitively now, epigenetic science and epigenetic geneticists tell us that the precipitous and exponential rise that we've seen in cancer cases, especially in the West, especially in the United States, over the past 10, 20 years, absolutely is not hereditary. So we typically had that belief for years and years and years, the cancer industry, the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, everybody said, this is hereditary. Well, we now know epigenetics are genetic traits that are turned on or off by an environmental factor. Let's look at all the environmental factors we're exposed to. The number one thing that has increased 
exponentially is pesticides on our food. Three pounds per American per year. Does washing help or eliminate it? Absolutely. Washing helps. Um, There are certain products that are environmentally benign, meaning they biodegrade when they are uh, mixed with water. That will help reduce the amount of um, the amount of skin laden pesticides. The problem is non-organic food is sprayed with a tremendous amount. A lot of this is is happening right before harvest. So it's in the wheat germ, it's in the soy kernel, it's in the actual food that we're eating. Not good. Not good. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.